I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's developer conference season. Yes. We've had Google I.O., we've had Microsoft Build, we've had Facebook F8, and they've all made a load of announcements, so we're going to have a little run-through of those. Uh, To do that, I'm joined by first-time podder, uh, Hannah Williams. She's staff writer at Tech World, and I'm also joined by Henry Burrell. He's deputy reviews editor, and he's our resident phone geek, (laughs) and he's going to be talking about the Android P. Um, but first off, Hannah, uh, this week in Mountain View, uh, Google had their uh, I.O. conference. It looked lovely. It was outdoors, which you can only do in California. Yeah. Uh, what did they announce? Um, there was quite a few announcements, actually, this year, um, quite mainly focused on AI, so artificial intelligence um, across their Google Assistant, across Maps and Photos, even more than that as well. Um, firstly, starting with Google Research, which basically did a whole rebrand to Google AI, so that's now the new name of it. Um, and that's basically shown an example of Google's adoption of machine learning and artificial intelligence on a wider scale. Um, also, they added continual conversations to Google Assistant, so that's now making the conversations with the Assistant more natural, so it will be as if you're having a natural conversation with a family or a friend. Um, so oh, is that so you don't have to say hello Google yeah, every time now? Yeah, exactly, yeah, so they've removed yeah. off the hey Google and the thank you Google, okay Google every time you make so a So it's like contextual, it, keeps, it knows what you're talking yeah. about even better than last time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so and also adds added a feature whereby you can now include follow up questions. So that makes it more easier to have a natural conversation because humans are, are more likely to ask loads of different questions yeah. <laughs> when they're talking to people. Also with the Google Photos, um, they added an AI powered feature, so that gives an opportunity of quicker editing. I um, saw this because I mean Google Photos has always had a lot of AI in it, and the yeah. fact that you can like um, search bulldog and it all like. Yeah pull up all pictures of bulldogs which yeah. is quite smart but i thought this was quite interesting because it basically is just like a cheap way of editing isn't mm. it it like i it doesn't it suggest like rotations and brightness yeah, exactly. and stuff like yeah, that yeah it all makes it just is this so the thing as well where you can actually add to the photo you've taken so what so i saw this i don't know if you're talking about the same thing but i saw that last year they kind of hinted that they were going to ship something on photos where if there's like 
an annoying thing in the way of your photo, you can magically remove it. Uh, yeah, I think but they I saw that as well. They never shipped it. Yeah. That was last year when yeah. they last did that year, thing with yeah. that kid on the baseball plate. That's it. And they took away the the, the gate fence mm. or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, they never yeah, shipped it. Yeah, they yeah. they it's, yeah they just show what it, it can yeah. technically do. But surprisingly, now they've added also a feature whereby you can put your camera in front of an outfit or a piece of furniture and then it'll come up with where you can buy that exact outfit which to me is quite weird because that so yeah, anyone there's some can just stuff going point on. their phones phone now with like integrated like yeah. you can just tap on an image and it will yeah, search exactly. to amazon yeah. yeah and they've also added loads of new ai features to the google maps as well um from summer on ios and android there's going to be more better recommendations and also camera computer vision tech to the street view yeah i saw that well. street view thing got the mm. biggest <laughs> biggest round of applause yeah. which is the nerdiest thing i've ever seen <laughs> it is really weird to me as well um so one thing that got a lot of headlines was this um phone feature called mm. uh duplex yeah can you tell me what that is um yeah so that's an assistant um so now the assistant can call make appointments for you so it can make doctor appointments on the user's behalf so So rather than you having to call the doctors to make an appointment the assistant it's quite it's quite clever how the the voice goes um and yeah clever slash disturbing disturbing really weird (laughs) i find it really weird as well because it's basically it basically sounds exactly like a human being um and it doesn't identify itself does it yeah it just kind of goes for it it just makes apparently there was a um, text that I saw where it actually says can I make an appointment on behalf or so 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 it basically doing it as you're registered is this sort of feature a result of the fact that we've all stopped making phone calls and that some people are actually quite anxious to pick up the phone now Mm. yeah if we hadn't had all this technology in our hands and we weren't all texting each other for 10 years would we actually be okay calling up you know a restaurant and speaking to a person we don't know what my colleague Tamlin was saying yesterday um being the the most cynical person in the office he was (laughs) saying that what this looks like is that potentially it's google basically saying uh if we can get this right we could basically um, eliminate every um, uh, call center job because mm. if this works properly, right? And it, it like imagine like when like YouGov ring you up and make you answer a load of survey questions, you could with this technology, if it was correct, you could do that. You could automate that that and just pay Google for it. Mm. Um, so I do wonder if this is a consumer test bed for something that they're going to roll to mm. enterprise. Yeah, this is, the, this is the best thing about. Well, it's the best thing for Google that they can do is get in front of people, particularly nerds like me, as you said, mm. who get excited about this sort of thing. Um, and the only way these systems learn is by actual input from humans, mm-hmm. hence machine learning, yeah. obviously. So they need people actually to use these services. But like you said, even at last year's I.O., some of the things that they showed about how even the assistant on a text level could integrate um it was like um open table and uber into your evening out plans yeah. it still can't really do that no nah. yeah. and the examples that they pick are like a proof of concept but this is a developer conference and they need the developers to actually integrate this sort of thing and make people use it which doesn't always happen no yeah. um i thought it was interesting the way that they um went very sort of ai heavy from the start and this does seem to be um the sort of the the key battleground i've actually got a piece going going up on computer world uk tomorrow about Plug. this um so uh the fact that they rebranded um google research google ai shows that like that that's all they're doing yeah. in terms of r&d yeah. now is it, is ai yeah it was it did seem really heavily focused on ai um particularly with all these especially with the assistant features because they really did integrate ai into a lot of their features 
um, especially like with the news as well. They've even made that mm. AI powered with Google News. Yeah, this is pretty so, interesting. Yeah, so that but hasn't that... news always been AI powered? It's always been an algorithm deciding yeah. what you see, hasn't mm. it? It's probably just trying to qualify that it's even better now. Yeah, I think yeah. now it's also combining the digital magazine app with newsstand, um, and also like providing options for newscasts and full coverage, so you yeah. can get more detailed news summaries and things like that i do love how silicon valley companies love trying to fix news reader apps <laughs> yeah. and they've all struggled the language at least that google uses for their new stuff is that they, they still think that humans are the best journalists and yeah. news um, mm. outlets are the best at doing that um apple kind of slipped up um, and facebook too when they facebook. tried to get computers to do it yeah facebook um, especially and the apple news app is actually quite good but you have to own an iOS device yeah, to use exactly. it whereas yeah, Google it. News is just an app that you push out yeah um, so the, the AI going back to the AI thing um, also it's a good way to sort of segue into what the other what's been going on at the other developer conferences this week because mm. Satya Nadella at the Microsoft conference that was all he wanted to talk about as well he talks about his his new little thing is intelligent edge intelli- intelligent core intelligent edge which is <laughs> snappy again it's you know it, it's basically putting AI at the center but also he's like hugely into the IoT stuff so they announced some announcements with Qualcomm where they're gonna uh, put out these developer kits with a camera um, so you can start like building like camera based so you could do like a facial recognition system kind of out of the box and they, right. they're doing a big thing with DJI which is a big drone company where they can put a load of compute in a drone so you can start building apps for that but again like Facebook as well um, the other week all they want to talk about is like how you can build AI into apps on there other than you know all the hand wringing they were doing over privacy and stuff like that and then Amazon had a London conference today and again that's all it was about it was just about how to make machine learning and AI easier for developers to consume. So when, when everyone talks about AI, well, I'm coming from the B2C side of things and lots of phones that come out say mm. that they have AI features yeah, yeah. in them, but really they don't have AI features in them and it's just some clever piece of software. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a little bit skeptical about that use. So from the, your B2B side, when all these big four start talking yeah. about AI, is there any level at which it isn't really that or are they, are they talking a, a big game? Yeah, it's definitely a sliding scale. I mean, you've got like ridiculous deep learning algorithms, which are like basically mimicking like human language. But then you've also got the ones that they can kind of give developers off the shelf where you can do an image recognition element or you could have um, voice to text. So I think Amazon's is called Polly, um, which makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, um, yeah, like the smart sort of algorithm thing is definitely a gray area. Yes, it's kind of it's just sort of a linear thing where it's just taking a load of data and then making recommendations. It's, it, it is probably technically AI, but it's not exactly high level. So mm. it, it is a language thing, but they definitely want to brand everything possible AI because it makes them look like they're cutting edge. Mm. Right. Okay. I kind of get the perception as well that maybe they have different views of what AI actually is. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, rightfully, with the different softwares that they're adding, what exactly is seen as AI? Because to others, it might just be the algorithm that they just insert into the into the phone or yeah. into different features. Um, but to more people, it might be more than that. So people might just have 
different the companies might just have different views of what it AI is different is. perceptions mm. isn't it because there's smart ai and dumb ai like there's the ai that's gonna keep making you recommendations spending on a load of data mm. but then there's actual ai which will then adapt every time you make a query depending on what you respond to mm-hmm. um the kind of the spotify thing where it kind of adapts as you go along the more you use it that kind of thing so that's the the kind of holy grail forum mm. um yeah on. also from the sort of consumer side of people using things i saw that um they were making, so I, I think particularly kids, but also adults, be a bit more polite to Google Assistant. Yeah. yeah and Google that. Home, yeah. you have to say please and thank you now. Mm. Yeah. In a certain mode. Yeah. That's fair play. <laughs> yeah. I quite like that. Ethics was a, it's not quite ethics, but ethics was a big thing as well this year. Like all of the CEOs mentioned building AI for good um, and having a lot of responsibility and being good custodians and stuff like that, which is certainly a reflection of like mainstream views of AI as like something scary but it's also a reflection of our current moment where sort of data and privacy are are really high on the priority list Yeah, and also Mm. to add on that as well onto that that feature they also said they're going to add six new voices to um, Google Assistant with one of them being John Legend actually (laughs) so that sounds really interesting (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it does does sound good it seems like they're, they're going bigger than what we'd expect yeah, their features, but it's, well, it's more diversity of voice is really interesting, mm. actually. Um, and that kind of segues into another thing I wanted to talk about, which is that Facebook also this week did a big reorganization of their product team. Mm. Um, but someone tweeted, I think it was Recode, um, did a, tweeted out a picture of all of the people in the new product team, and it was something along the lines of 10 men, one woman. Yeah, I saw some something that was linking to that Recode piece, and it said, uh, there are more people called Chris than women in the new Facebook <laughs> leadership team. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the, 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 the point I'm getting at is that if that's the product team, you know, those are the guys that are building the, the products that get in front of consumers. And if you don't have diversity in that room, however smart these people are, yeah. there's probably going to be things that aren't designed for certain people. Yeah. And yeah. that's the concern. Yeah, that's worrying actually. So the fact that Google are, are producing multiple voices and stuff like that is, is a good step forward for them. Yeah, but wouldn't have been something that Amazon talks about today. But on that point as well, they they have their um their uh, Echo dot, yeah. and there's also like a kids Echo dot now. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of thinking about how they pre- how they presented this, and I quite like the fact that everyone's banging on about how companies deal with our data. But then it's also uh, what more sensitive ears uh, how they access that world of information out there and on the on the kids uh, echo which is also just covered in plastic in case they knock it off a table yeah. or something not that they ever actually ever need to touch it but uh there's certain things like it will limit uh, the times that they can use it and also they open it up to a huge library of um appropriate audiobooks mm-hmm. so that the, the child still feels like they're getting unlimited access it's to good. the things that they want but it's not completely open-ended like mm. um earphone to the internet that's quite a cool yeah that's quite a cool way of um sort of applying that technology to kids and mm. not making it feel like they're being restricted because kids don't like that. Yeah, yeah they don't want to be restricted and parents yeah. don't want them in a room no. <laughs> asking it things. No. Like some things, apparently, if you ask it how a baby's made, it will say, you should go and talk to an adult about that. <laughs> Excellent. Which is quite thoughtful. Great, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, was there anything else from, from IO that we didn't talk about? I'm trying to think if um, they made any other big announcements. Well, again, one of the things I like, which is, um, again, a, a problem with 
which I'll talk about in a bit with Android, but with distribution for Google is that they can they can bring this software in at high level, but then how many people are actually going to have a device that it's compatible with? Because yeah. their Google Lens is really cool, mm. um, and that's been built into more native camera apps now. So it's on mm. the Pixel phones, um, but not many more. But the fact that you can say if you're in another country, you can point it at the outside of a restaurant, and it will take all the information and then give you back the best result. So it could yeah. be the phone number to ring to book something or um, directions to it from when oh, you get back cool. home, you can like just recall it with the tap of a button. And that's getting cleverer all the time. But it needs people to use it yeah. to get better. And that's the thing I think Google... It's, it's, it's hard to try and argue that Google is struggling. Yeah, it's very <laughs> but, difficult to make that argument. But, yeah. if, <laughs> but if he's talking about the small things that wow people uh, at these events, like we've just said, stuff that they announced last year still is nowhere near main, yeah. mainstream. Mm. Well, I think that's interesting that like... It's interesting to compare the way that the public and, and the media responded to Google I.O. and Build because they were, I think, on the same day or a day apart. Yeah. And basically Google got tons of headlines for, especially for this duplex thing, but also they came out with this thing, didn't they, where um, you can do smart replies to emails, but it writes the whole email for you. Yeah. That yeah. got a load of headlines. And then um, they got some headlines for, for some of the, like, rebranding of research and photos and stuff. And then I... Um, covered Build as well, Microsoft's conference, and the main headline um, out of that was that Nadella showed off that um, Alexa and Cortana can have a conversation. That that was it. That was it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Baby steps for Microsoft. So I mean, Microsoft. I mean, Microsoft made a ton of announcements, but they just didn't get any headlines, yeah. and none of them were exciting. They yeah. were, you know, Microsoft are very much turning into this uh, skid of being the boring enterprise mm. company mm. Um, which won't hurt their bottom line no at all yeah. but it will hurt perceptions of them yeah definitely yeah I think I was thinking about this as well that's a good point um, and uh, at the uh, Google Pixel event in October one of the things that I was it's a th- along the same lines as duplex is the um these pixel bud earphones there were tons of videos oh, yeah. and stuff with real-time translation like you talk and then it it talks back to you in your ears and you can have a conversation um that is one of the worst products I've ever reviewed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, as an actual piece of technology, it doesn't work incredibly well. And in fact, there are no unique features on those earphones that you can't get in the free Google Translate app anyway. Yeah. But it just goes to show, like you say, if they package it up nicely, they're going to yeah. hit tons of headlines and loads of people are going to be interested in it, even yeah. if no one goes and buys the product, which might end up being the problem. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like they made them look ridiculous on purpose mm. so that people would cover it. Yeah. yeah. Even to add to the Google Lens as well, they were, I read about a feature that they've added to the phone camera as well, whereby you can highlight a piece of text in a book and then if you point the camera at it, it will just copy and paste the text onto the phone. Ah, right. Which I've, I've kind of felt about two, two, kind of two, way, two minds about that because it's kind of like, you could just take the picture of the text anyway and just have it on the phone. So rather than it just automatically appearing on the phone, is that really something unique? Is it really? It's a very tech company feature yeah. in that it makes something very small, very slightly easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's what a lot of these features <laughs> do. They kind of just make something slightly more convenient. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of just yeah for showing off sake sometimes, exactly, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, cool. All right, I'm gonna go around the room. I haven't come up with any pithy questions uh, I'll let you off so I'm gonna go with Google I.O. or Google don't know (laughs) Henry Uh, Google I.O. yeah Yeah. just about just about yeah (laughs) Hannah yeah Google I.O. yeah me too full house all right we're gonna take a little break and we can come back and talk about Android 
My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Henry Barrow? Yo. Android Pay? Yep. What is it? That's better. You said the Android P last time. Did I? <laughs> Shows how much of an Apple, That's such a Apple thing. boy you are. Yeah. Um, carrying on from a theme from uh, the last section, though, Android P is the new version of Android, but not everyone is going to get it, probably, ever. So right. the, the great thing about iOS, um, for all its flaws and what have you, is that even, I think, back to the iPhone 5S now can get the latest version of iOS and it'll push it to you and it'll work to a certain extent even if it's slightly slow are you Which and I 11 11 what is it iOS 11, iOS 11 yes yeah. yeah 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 so um a phone that came out in 2013 will still run it and be supported by it it's, it's, it's good basically I think that's basically what I'm running on my very old 6 it will be yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah um do you use iPhone yeah, um, yeah. I've got iPhone 6s plus I yeah. yeah so that'll be that can still run software that's mm. brand new and up to date in 2018 which is great mm. uh, Android as you know is completely fragmented mm. so Google can show off the latest edition of Android, and because we review these things, we're privileged enough to have phones that, that can run them, which is uh, what I've been doing. But, I mean, even uptake of the previous version, Android Oreo, is less than two digits of a percent worldwide, and there are more Android phones in the world than iPhones. Mm-hmm. But, it, anyway, aside from the fact that no one will probably use it, there are some cool things that they showed off about. Actually, most important fact, uh, weren't they all called, like, sweets, and now they've, what, just dropped that? Oh, no, no. So what they do every year, it will be named after sweets. Okay. But they, uh, I.O., they uh, show all the features off. Um, so it's Android P, but they yeah. don't name it until the public release in September. So when it's a letter, it's basically the beta. Yep. And it's like a limited release. Yeah. And then well, yeah. So, yeah, you could have got the developer preview before I.O., but you have to, um, like, flash your phone, and it's just actually quite gotcha. difficult. So, do we know what it's going to be? No, we don't. There are many guesses. Peanut uh, butter? People think peanut butter because they've done Kit Kat and Oreo with brands yeah. before, but peanut butter's not really a brand, is it? So they can no. probably get away with it. 
people think maybe pistachio. That's, but that's crap. That's a crap one. <laughs> <laughs> so have a little think. But dear I, Mr. Google, <laughs> do not call it pistachio. <laughs> or even like pistachio ice cream because they've called it weird stuff before. Yeah. You'd have um yeah Android ice cream. Um, Bookie's favorite peanut butter. It's gonna be peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's hope so. I can't think of any more. I can't. I think peanut butter is the only thing that comes to mind as well. There's honest. probably some American candy it's, brands yeah. that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, the, the cynical part of me thinks it's going to try and get, get a brand on board like with Oreo. Makes but, sense. Um, yeah, so now, as you say, it's called Android P until September when it will come out uh, for some phones. But even still, like at the moment, usually the um, the betas that you can download are only for Pixel phones this year. It is for all the existing Pixel phones, but also a couple of others like um, a Xiaomi phone, a Sony and what have you. But, but you not... can be a run-of-the-mill nerd and if you've got that phone and go for the beta. Yes, so that's what I've done. You just go, you just go on um, the beta program website and if you're logged into your Google account, obviously, you can just press opt-in and it, it um, does it over the air to your phone. Gotcha. And... I mean, if you guys aren't Android users, you might not know what you were um, missing out on before. But there's a few things that I've done which are the most interesting things. So I won't bore you with all the all the boring crap. Hit me. Um, they have claimed to have invented a new term. So you've all heard of FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. Mm. Google went with JOMO, which is obviously the joy of missing out. <laughs> so a lot of the concentration on Android P, the most interesting part of it, aside from all the things like you can... Read my review if you want. Yeah. <laughs> but the interesting parts are the um, what it's called digital well-being. Um, and phones are designed to capture our attention all the time. Apps want us to use them all the time and keep pinging you. And um, I will tell you that iOS notifications are a mess. They, but yeah. Um, yeah. just that huge long list oh, yeah. of things. I agree. Yeah. So what, what Google has been doing for the last two versions is trying to make you, uh, you can snooze notifications, you can dismiss them easier. You can go into the app and granularly select which things you want. Like, so if you only want Instagram to tell you when someone DMs you, you can have that and then turn everything else off. So that's a very similar design principle to all the changes they just made to Gmail. Yes, that's yeah. which well. they were working on in Oreo, and yeah. then it's even more at the front now. So the Do Not Disturb mode is also have granular things. So I, you put Do Not Disturb on, um, you just don't get any notifications at all, but, but your alarms still ring. Yeah, I read with that. Even That's the shush mode, isn't that? Um, the yes. Do Not Disturb. But isn't there something like a feature where you have to put the phone face down on the table in order for it to be activated? I don't think so. I think there is an option that you can have on a, on a build where if okay. you just turn it face down, oh, it puts that mode on right. rather than pressing a button. Right. But cool. yeah. That's not just, uh, always yeah, necessary, that one. And there's these three things that weirdly aren't on the version that I actually downloaded. I'm not sure why they're not on this one, but they uh, are coming to it soon. They have a dashboard that reads out all the time you spend on the apps. So it's basically a shaming screen, I think. Mm-hmm. It would say, like, Scott, you spent 45 minutes on Twitter today, um, which is cool. No shame it, in that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what you're doing. Also, but, wildly conservative estimate. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, fine. So say, Scott, you were spending, like, on average three hours a day on Twitter on the app. Um, what you can then do is um, create an app timer for that app. Yeah. which they hide quite down in the control. So you can turn it off if, if you get annoyed by the fact that it blocks you. Mm. But you could set a, okay, if 45 minutes isn't very long, 45-minute timer. timer. And then uh, during that um, during that um, day, if you use it 45 minutes, it will close. The app goes gray on your screen, and then you can't open it again unless you fiddle around oh, with the settings. That's cool. And that's it just encourages yeah. you. It's not forcing it. It's encouraging you yeah. to stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, to limit um, the time on social media. And then there's also this mode called wind down where... Um, at sunset, wherever you are, because he knows where you are, because it's phone, Google knows everything, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it will, um, I think it just stops all your notifications coming in. Shit, I, I forgot exactly what it does. But the, the interesting bit is when you set your bedtime, 
it grayscales the entire phone. Yeah. To make it look boring. So like, yeah, it's like <laughs> and it puts do not disturb like a night on. Mode, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, you have night light, which does like it. It sort of um, mutes the colors a bit, yeah. so that yeah. blue light's not going to keep you up. But this properly actually grayscales all the colors. Yeah. Mm. And so when you look at your phone, there's no notifications coming in. It's gray, and you're like, oh, that's boring. Yeah. Not going to so watch, not gonna watch Netflix in black yeah. and white. So you're just more inclined to put it to one side. Yeah. Um, so I found those are the most interesting things. Um, there's other design changes too. There's gesture control, a bit like on the iPhone 10 which uh, I can't say whether or not they were thinking about it before the iPhone 10, but you swipe up to get your list of apps like you would in iOS, and that's never been the case in Android before. Yeah. So there's a few other things going on, and just changes to the design to make it nicer. But like I say, even when this comes out as an official release on some phones in September, I mean, there are some even Samsung Galaxy phones that take over six months to get this. So it just depends how Google works with the OEMs. Fine. Polo mints. Polo <laughs> could be. Are they big in America? No, I don't know. I don't think they are that big in America. I don't think I've ever seen them. We do actually. Yeah. Have, we actually not have an article on Tech Advisor about Marie <laughs> has uh, written down all the sweets she can think of, beginning with P. Yeah. I can't think of any. Panna cotta is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, that's a dessert. It's pr- okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Could be, I mean, I mean, I don't even know what that is. There's that Profiter no rolls. Way that an American company is going to go with that <laughs> over <laughs> peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> there haven't been many two letter two word ones though. It's normally like you know marshmallow or lollipop or something. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would ask you if you're excited about Android P. There's no point though, isn't no, there? No, there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> all right, it's cool. It's more secure. It will run better. Um, it will integrate all the things um, that Hannah was discussing to do with yeah. um, what they're trying to push to consumers first mm. um, before other phones. But it just kind of depends. I mean, there are, there are phones out there that even run some of the latest versions of Android. But if, if that manufacturer decides not to put those um, features at the front of their take on Android, then some people just aren't ever going to know these things exist. Fine. Um, yeah, okay, so if you're a super nerd, um, go off and download <laughs> Android P. Give it a whirl. Uh, Henry, and um, Android peanut butter or Android polo? You know what? I love it, but I'm going to go with polo because I know that we get excited about it, but not that many people are ever going to see these changes. No, and no one gets excited about polos. Mm. <sighs> no, they don't, do they? I think I'd they? go with polo as well because it just sounds easier to it's say. It's a school disco honest. suite, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you got this far, uh, don't forget to subscribe, tell your friends, review us, only if they're nice. Uh, We will be back next week, um, probably at a new time. We're going to try and record these a little bit earlier in the week. So um, check your regular podcast app for us earlier in the week. Uh, Have a good weekend. See you later. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 